Let me take a sip. Yeah. Is that the strong stuff or the weak stuff? Strong stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Conspiracy Underground. We are the Conspiracy Underground news team and the tag team champions of the podcast world. I'm the lunatic fringe left lip ghost. And with me is the radical one, the lunatic himself, the scissor man. <laughs> the right lip ryan dean we're How scissoring dude i got these scissors man because i had to um make some labels for some soap that we sent out a while ago and i just wanted to buy some cheap scissors and it's so frustrating cutting with these they cut really well but like my fingers like that's all that i can do so i'm sitting there cutting over and over and over again to get this tiny square out but i felt like if someone was, was watching me they'd laugh their ass off but uh i'm well, doing good uh, <laughs> when when the the viewers go to to watch this episode you're gonna see me because when you held up the scissors and was doing that i brain farted for like a half a second i was just like what's going on uh, uh, uh and i was like come on push through it retard push through it push through saying, it cut cut you fucked yeah. up cut um yeah man no i'm uh i'm excited to do this episode i mentioned that uh that I tried to record an episode and uh, our audience doesn't know this, but I tried to record an, a solo episode because I haven't done one in a, forever. It feels like I had a blast doing it. You know, it felt like old times, you know, I was kind of loose and kind of goofing around, just having fun talking about like the Disney missing children theories and um, that talent agency that is behind like uh, Candace Owens and a few others and mm-hmm. just having a good time. Great old time. And then for some reason, Audacity just decided to, to make this AUP3 file, which I hadn't heard of. And it was like 2.2 gigs for this audio file. And I, from what I understand, it's like text and audio or some shit. Um, really pissed me off really good. And um, yeah, man, I was trying to get your help and all this shit. We didn't know what to do. So I scratched it. I will be recording it later this week and I'll be releasing it. It's probably not going to be as fun sounding. Um, but I'm going to give her my best. Do you still have the audio file or did you delete it? I deleted it because I was so fucking mad. I kept trying to convert it. And I like, you know, that definition of insane doing the same thing over and over again with, uh, you know, I was definitely expected. doing that. There was so. one step I, I, I just now remembered because I haven't used it in a long time is that VLC media player. Okay. Um, I've used that to convert an AUP file into an MP3 or a video file into an MP3 before. And I forgot all about it. I don't know if you still have it or if you ever did download it. Oh whatever, yeah, I but... did. Yeah, I did. But yeah, thanks. Thanks for remembering that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry. You know, <laughs> Hey, you caught me. I had a couple beers in me, you know, <laughs> believe it or not. You did. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, man, I'm making some chicken noodle soup for tonight too, dude. It's starting to get a little chilly over here. I got this new fan in here today because last night, dude, um just horrible my house you know we keep it real cool but mm-hmm. in that room since there's six bodies in there you know if they for some reason they all choose to sleep in there six bodies breathing it gets so hot and stuffy and um dude it was i i thought i was dying in the middle of the night dude like i woke up i'm like what's wrong like i literally thought i was having a heart attack or something woke up and i'm like holy shit it is hot for no reason in here and uh, so, yeah, dude, we're trying to really figure out what's going on with this uh, this weather, dude. But it's, you know, we're we're getting around it. We're working around it. But having soup tonight because it's getting nice. Cooler. 
And cooler for you, uh, uh, for Arizona, uh, out here, uh, we hit a high of like 55 today and, uh, came home. I haven't turned the heat up. I, I'm not going to say I turned, haven't turned the heat on. I've turned it on a little bit in the morning, uh, Saturday, uh, Sunday morning, take the chill off. Wife was here. We we're doing some stuff, getting, you know, basically doing a deep clean of the house. Right. But woke up and it was like 54 degrees in the house. I was like, yeah, okay, I'll take the chill off, turn it up to about 60. But uh, yeah, I mean, this, I like this time of year. Yeah. But you can't expect your dogs to sleep in a different room. They're, the, they're part of the pack, you know? Uh, I know. They're always going to lay together. Well, luckily, they don't all try to cram on the bed. And then the puppy sleeps in a cage because I feel like one of us would roll over and just crush him because he's deaf, too. So he sleeps hard. So. Oh. Like I've picked him up before, like one of the first times that we picked him up and I thought he was dead, dude. Like I, he literally was limp and I shook him and then he woke up. But like, you know, my heart sank. I was like, fuck, dude, this thing died. Um, But no, he just sleeps incredibly hard because he can't hear anything. So pretty fun. But uh, what'd you get into this weekend before we roll into some good news? I got some really cool stuff sent over uh, yeah, wide got- ranging. And then we have to talk about some of the stuff, too. Um that you sent me. We won't spoil it yet, but we, I wanted to yeah. lead with that. Uh, it relates to the military a little bit. So go for it. Yeah. Uh, Friday didn't really do much anything. I believe that's when I tried to help you with the, the audio file. Just pretty much kick back, watch some dumb shit. I tried watching this. It's an older documentary. Um, I forget the guy's name who put it out. I, I'd really like to get him on the show. Uh, Rory, uh, turned me on to this i guess he was listening to a podcast and he was one of the guests and uh the podcast uh, host is charlie robinson um but uh it was all about uh the oklahoma city bombing and timothy mcveigh actually being a cia asset and he wasn't the actual oklahoma city bomber so i started watching that a little bit on friday What's the name of it not to interrupt you but i i've heard of this and i heard it was really good yeah um on uh actually I'll, I have it in my text because when he was telling me about it, I was like, oh, dude, is is this kind of the first time you've been hearing about this? And he's kind of, he, he was kind of like, yeah, um, it's called A Noble Lie, yes. Oklahoma City, 1995. It's on Netflix, Netflix, I believe. Okay. Or no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I take that back. It's on Tubi. So it's free. Tubi. Um, but uh, yeah, I started watching. It was a little slow for a Friday night. I kind of wanted a, a little bit more of an upbeat. So I, uh, I, I X'd out of that and just started watching some cool shit. And then I got onto a YouTube kick where I was watching, you know, every state's most popular food dish. And, uh, you know, it's a surprise. Phil, uh, the Philly cheesesteak is Pennsylvania's number is that's Pennsylvania's dish that they're known for, which understandable, but, uh, there were some really good ones. I mean, Alaska, I mean, they're known for the King crab and, uh, they were pulling out crab legs the size of me. And I was just drooling. I was like, holy fuck, those look good. And then Saturday, uh, chilled with the wife. We went out and got some Mexican food and uh, came back and watched TV. We watched a movie. It was okay. Uh, we had to rent it. It was on um, Prime. It was called uh, The Jester. It's kind of a horror movie. Um, it was really good, uh, I thought. Um, if you're into that kind of like the Joker type of scary, like uh DC doesn't do Joker super scary other than like the dark Knight. I think um, I thought that was like the creepiest, coolest Joker that they did. Um, obviously you get in the cartoons. They, they 
go a little further or what have you. But the gesture wasn't bad. And then he didn't he didn't talk, but he he made people kill themselves and shit like that. And it wasn't bad. I mean, for four ninety nine. I mean, come on. And then Sunday, yeah. finished cleaning. And then uh, I I passed out watching uh, an episode of Jack Osborne's uh, Bloodlines or something like that. Or uh, I don't know that he, he went down to Tasmania and, and Australia and what have you. And I passed out for a couple hours, woke up, and then uh, just kind of chilled and watched Suits. That's what I've been on a kick. So didn't really make any food either. So Man. Yeah, dude. Uh, kind of a weird weekend. I watched the UFC. Super weird card. Worst main event I've seen forever, I think. Um, there's a great meme that if I could find it, I would share it. But this dude, you know, just laying on top of this guy. You know what I mean? Literally not even punching or anything. And it's a meme of him, like, straddling him. He's in full mount, which already sounds gay. He's got both of his arms back like this, and he's just holding his wrists, and they're just looking at each other in the eyes. And it's like, my mom always walks in on me watching MMA at the worst time. And it's just showing this picture of these two heavyweights. Just, I mean, it looked like they're passionately fucking, is what it looked like. Uh, You know what? You know what quote came to my mind? (laughs) It was them two madly looking at each other's eyes, right? And the top guy going, would you fuck me? Yeah. Fuck me. I mean, it was it was bad, dude. Um, but, you know, a fun, fun weekend again. And uh, I'm yeah. really excited for this week. And we got a big pay-per-view. So I'm stoked. But uh, other than tell that, man, what you made for, for the fight, tell the tell them what uh, food you made for the fight. Well, I tried to make this Brazilian, this viral Brazilian kit ch- chicken shit. And the, I mean, the dude doesn't give his proper method, I don't think, because I was thinking and I actually commented on that video. I was like, I made this and it turned out like shit. And um. Oh. Because the, the, you know, I, I've made fried chicken a time or two and you have to have something that makes it stick. Right. So the flour, buttermilk, usually. Right. Like I, I'll go flour, buttermilk, flour, buttermilk, and then throw it in there. It gives it a nice crisp. The, the skin sticks or the uh, batter sticks to the chicken and all that. He didn't do it like that. Right. So it didn't fucking stick like I was frying it and all the shit just came off. And it was horrible. So, yeah, I, did, I ended up wasting a bunch of chicken. I threw it outside so, like, some animals could get it, though. So don't worry, people. Uh, the javelinas uh, had. Yeah, probably rats, more like. But, um, but yeah, dude, it's it, it was just a, a weird thing. So we ended up just getting chilies. And I got the Nashville hot chicken crispers. It was lovely. Those were phenomenal. You, you, st- uh, you still got hot chicken, and, and it was crispy. So you've kind of fried. You can just pretend it was from Brazil. Right, right. That's what I did. It was Nashville hot Brazilian chicken. Um, and I, I'm glad that I didn't eat the Brazilian chicken because the Brazilian that was headlining sucked. He was a stinker. But, um, dude, I was laughing right now when you were talking about uh, Tubi because, you know, I say all those different ones because they're all weird names like Tubi, Hulu, all those things. Uh-huh. I always say Tubi like that. Tubi. Whenever I say, like, is it like what's it on? And then I have a good one for Hulu, too. I go, Hulu. It's like a <laughs> demon. Hulu. <laughs> Every time I, I, I thought for, <laughs> for sure you were going to go, ah, Uru. Uru. No, I, I Uru. always do Hulu. And I, <laughs> for some reason, when I when I came up with that in my retarded brain, I was just, I think I was stoned, and I was just dying laughing saying that over and over again. Just Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Hulu. But yeah, dude. Um, so that's my thing. I don't have one well, for Netflix or any the of the only other one ones. Dumb shit. <laughs> uh, you dumb shit like that, too. It's just yeah, like, man. You know, just yeah, or give people up. nicknames, you know. That's yeah, what funny. life's about. Oh, probably. Uh, and Hulu. It's hard to <laughs> make that switch, but um, yeah, man. So fun weekend. Excited for this weekend coming up. And uh, dude, I, I wanted to 
talk about this situation that you sent to me about the uh well why don't you why don't you share the news about the marines oh yeah our lovely crayon eating motherfuckers uh First time that I know of in my adult life, I've been on this planet for 46 years. This could have happened before. I don't know. I was not in the Marine Corps. I was uh, in the Chair Force. Okay. I called them crayon eaters. So I'm going to bash on myself before you guys get all huffy puffy. Um, But they canceled the Marine Corps ball. Uh, And how I gathered it was due to the ongoing wars and and what have you. And I was just like, that's never happened. Like, in the whole time since the early 90s of being over in the Gulf, all the way up until even now, still 9/11. there. 11 I mean, did they cancel 9/11. it during 9-11? No, I don't believe they did. If anything, they, it, they all... They're both in front of computers right now. I'll check. Yeah, true. Um, I, I don't think they did. I, I mean, I could, I could understand 9-11. All right. A, a, a little bit, you know, at the moment, maybe now knowing what we know now, maybe not so much, but at the moment, yeah, can't cancel the balls. Let's go fucking, you know, shoot, shoot up fucking terrorists. You know what I mean? Um, but it was just weird because Rory sent it to me and I sent it to you and I was like, I don't know. If it, it, it didn't seem right. But then you sent back a screenshot. Uh, you, you Googled it and we're binged it or whatever. Yeah, it is, it's a hundred percent true, but I just was wondering. Yeah. And it's tough when you try to look it up. So if anyone out there, if we are misinforming, um, I mean, it's a, this would be the 284th. Uh, is that how old the Marine Corps is? Uh, I would say so. They were born in like 1775, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, before- I mean, it's absolutely canceled. But if you try to look it up, has it ever been canceled? It says yes. And it's referring to this one, though. So as of right now, it seems like this is the first time that it's ever been canceled. That's that's crazy. I I just don't, I don't get it because in when when you think and it's a little different here in America how we've visualized our branches of the military. Okay, obviously, Marine, boom, big big dudes just want to fuck, kill, kill, kill. Right? right. Our enemies. literally at one point thought that they they had to eat their firstborn kid to be a marine i mean that's how much psychological fucking shit that was put out there about the marine corps and you know and then you get into like some of your special ops you know with marines army air force has theirs navy has theirs with the seals even though the seals usually get their ass kicked by uh the air force uh uh special ops but anyway that's neither here nor there I was going to say, no, I do not want any updates from this shit. Uh, Now, if my computer starts waking out, this is really going to piss me off. Sure. Allow. Okay. So do you want one of these pins? This is on uh, the Western Journal. It's an American flag crossed with an Israeli flag. No. Now it just went away because my computer is losing its mind. Um, Yeah, man. (laughs) I fuck that. So that's cringy, man. It's like I support the cause. I mean. Yeah. What what cause am I tell me what cause I'm supposed to support today? So I'll read this it's, uh it, it's this note coming off. There might be a lag, dude. Sorry if I'm interrupting you, but um there's this uh what's this guy's name? C. A. McPhillips, major US Marine Corps commander. Uh he wrote this on the thirty first of October on Halloween. He released this information, which is interesting, right? 
Uh, I'm going to turn this sideways so I can hopefully see this. So he says, I hope this letter finds you in good health and high spirits. Regretfully and with a strong sense of duty, I write to inform you of the decision that I had to make regarding the Marine Corps' 248th ball scheduled for the 16th of November, 2023, due to an unforeseen operational commitments and the nature of our current mission. Uh, it is with great regret that we must cancel this year's event. Our primary responsibility as Marines is to ensure the security and defense of our nation. Of our nation. It is a commitment to duty that has necessitated the cancellation of what would undoubtedly have been an exceptional evening of um, Comrade Derek. Camaraderie, sorry, it's small here again. Camaraderie and tradition. Uh, I appreciate the immense effort that has gone into the planning and preparation for this year's ball, and I want to express my gratitude to all of those who have dedicated the time and effort. While we must forego this opportunity, uh, the opportunity this year, it is a reminder of the sacrifices we make in service to our country. Please know this is the decision that was not made lightly. The chief consideration uh, was the need to uphold the highest standards of readiness and the completion of our operational responsibilities. Uh, thank you for understanding Semper Fidelis. And then he signs his name. So, yeah, man. And then a lot of people that are more kind of tapped into that military culture are saying it's a huge deal. All this stuff, man. Do you think that this has to do? They say the current mission, but do you think that this is like World War Three shit? I'm tired of hearing about it, but I mean, at the same time, it wouldn't surprise me because they need something crazy like that to happen for Joe Biden to get reelected. Right. Well, I pulled up Marine Marine Corps Times and their headline was this Middle Middle East focused Marine Command cancels birthday ball. Now, me reading just that. Is it canceled across the whole core or is it just canceled for the people for for the Marines that are stationed in the Middle East? I don't I mean, I, I would think that the whole uh, Marines are focused on the Middle East right now. Right. Isn't that I mean, obviously, they're not all there, but you think that right. that would be their primary mission is to focus on what's going on there. You'd think you, you would think. But I mean, in time, I mean, uh, where was it? This uh this guy called Chaps from Barstool Sports or whatever he was. A, yeah. He's an ex-Marine. Um, yeah, uh, known uh, Marine vet Matthew Cawthorn, better known as Chaps, wrote on Barstool Sports on Wednesday of his time in the Corps. One fact always has remained the same: Marines have a ball. It doesn't have. It doesn't even have to be in a place that is fancy. So, in other words, wherever they are, it, it, and I. I've know I know some Marines, even you know, when it when it's their birthday and, and the ball, it doesn't matter if they're in the fucking middle of a fucking war. They find some small way to fucking celebrate. Whether if they're in a live fire, you know, gunning down uh an enemy, okay, well, we're gonna have a ball doing that. Or we're you know, it's our birthday, hoorah, you know, uh, we're gonna kill some motherfuckers. That's their way of having fun. Sweet. Yeah, it sounds fun. I think, uh, I mean, yeah, the way that you're saying that now, maybe it is just the the Middle East Marines, like the ones that are actually there. Yeah. But I don't know, man, you know, it's it's tough to really get a ton of information on it. Obviously, you know, if we did any preparation for this show, we could have, you know, solidified that idea. But I can try to kind of look at it as we're going through. But 
yeah, I think it's an interesting thing. And with this, with this talk of this draft situation, I think it would be just wild if, because I'm in that age where, uh, they might try to draft me, but, um, I'm not going, I'm not going to do that. Fucking like, why would I do that? Why would I go fight this war that I don't believe in? Uh, it's not my duty as a citizen. Um, that's brainwashed into people's heads. And then to all the like retired Marines or, or retired armed service members that think that that's shameful to look at it that way. Fuck you. You're wrong. That, that, that's absolutely the only way to look at it because no matter what happens, if I were to go or not, um, no matter what happens, we're not fighting for what we're told that we're fighting for. If some no. shit happened here, I, I'd be not happy to fight, but I would absolutely do it. You know, if, if my house is at jeopardy of getting fucking burned down or, you know, Arizonans, Tucsonans, Americans, if those people are at risk of just minding their own damn business and getting shot by some asshole, then yeah, I'll go and fight that. But that's not what this is. This is going into someone else's land and fighting a war that we shouldn't be fighting. And that's how all these wars have been. So, um, yeah, it's sad to think about the old days because they didn't know this shit. The Vietnam draftees didn't know what the fuck was going on. They thought it was their duty and they were brainwashed. And now, you know, with the internet, we're finding out that these are banker wars. Nothing really gets solved. It's going to be another endless conflict to just give a bunch of money to the medical indu- or the uh, medical, the military industrial complex. You know, that's what this is. So they're all that. So yeah, yeah man. And my sister's not doing it. Like, I-, I think it would be really interesting if they tried to do this draft for a World War Three type situation. And this is big time fear porn. But a civil war breaks out because of this draft while we're already trying to fight a world war. That'd be really, really crazy. It would, and as a vet, uh, I, I can see where you're coming from. Um, I was asked, would would I want my daughter to enlist? At one point, yes, I was encouraging her to go into the military because at, at the time, she wanted to go on to be a profiler for the FBI, you know, until she got to college and realized psychology kicked her ass big time, <laughs> which it's designed to do. But I was like, go in, go as an MP, whether it's Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, go in as a cop. Then you get your 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 training, this and that. Don't Couple military members later, hate the MPs? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're cops. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. come on. <laughs> You're telling her but, to do like I mean, the job where she's going to get the most shit. Right. But, you know, it, it's it's one of those. So it's like, okay, you you go in, you can get your training. Great. Come out. She wanted to be a cop. She wanted to go on and go on to the FBI and, and do all that. You know, long story short, think plans change and right. then other shit happened. And especially with all their transgender stuff and what the, the, their, their, their whole woke agenda. And now they're wondering why they can't meet their recruitment goals. I was asked at one point, would you, still want your daughter to go into the military at this point no no i i do not agree with the military the american military as it stands now is not the same american military that i serve for my father served for my grandfathers my great great grandfathers my ancestors that came over on the fucking mayflower that have fought in pretty much every war that we've had here and abroad so no i mean it's completely different and this whole draft thing fuck no my daughter ain't going over there and getting fucking shot at. Get the fuck out of here. I don't, I don't even, or my, my son, you know, he, he's 
uh, two years older than than she is. No, fuck that. No. Well, he's your stepson, right? But obviously you look at him as your son because that's what a fucking stepfather should do in that situation. Protect them like it was your kid. I mean, I don't I always feel a little weird whenever I talk about kids and how stepdads and dads and shit should be because I don't I don't have that. But I mean, it's common sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you look at him like your own. And yeah, man, it's uh, that's unpatriotic of us, apparently. You know what I mean? Even though I love I love the country. I don't like the government, though. And I'm starting to really feel the same way about the military, not the rank and file people, but the brass, dude. These people are corrupt. It's, yeah, it's the brass. It's it's not your normal everyday guy that enlisted and is in there get, learning a trade or maybe got conned in like I did to to do a different job, but still found brotherhood and camaraderie and all that great stuff that comes with it. You know, they're they're not the ones that I'm pissed off at or you're pissed off at it's the brass it's it's the high it's the high ranking officers in in command at the highest levels right underneath the president they that that want to fucking behind closed doors suck each other off because oh hey, look i got i got four stars too oh well what's your dick taste like get the how about how about no how about no is that what they do uh, probably I, I would not be i would not be shocked I know. I I would not be either. Um, well, what do you say we get into some clips? Got some fun yeah, stuff. Some clips. I, I can get I can get pretty ranty on 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 military and the way way it's gone. So. Oh yeah, no, I, I, it's incredibly frustrating. Um, I want to start off with something here because I think that we might end up talking about this on Monday Night Master Debaters when we when we do that. Uh, when Matt has on. Operation Red Pill, I believe, is, is who he's who he's talking about. Not tonight, um, but soon. Um, this, I, I'll just play it, and then I want to share it with you here. But first, let me share screen, and I already have my volume selected. So here we go. Nice. But it's going to be blocked, of course. Let's see if we can move this. No, we can't. Okay. Bear with me, folks. An apology, because we ignore his... Here we go. Trends that are demonic. Me for telling the truth, they never knew. Somebody manifest. Go and give God an apology because we ignore his prophecies and just worship astrology. Zodiac Aquarius or Sagittarius. God did not create it. He probably think it's hilarious. Evil eye jewelry. Nonsense. I ain't having it. And anyone who called himself a god to me is black. Sage or crystals. Clear energy. Try to claim something. If it's an angel number, tell me what angel it came from. They can't. To me, it looked like it's another idol because if it's an angel. Number, then how's it Law of attraction. I'm confused. The world is distracting us from the rules. Taking God out of the tarot card, psychic readings. Thinking that is a joke, but I am not too amused. They go yoga, make us choose and kill us if we refuse. Read the clues. It looked like the fame is too hard to handle. Chakra and Reiki healing. Reiki. I guess I'm canceled. No spirit guy, but on his ground, I'm ten toes down like I'm a flintstone. A sex change is like saying that God is stupid. If cold practices, obviously, I would agree with that. Now, I follow this page. New Age is a lie. It's interesting. Some of the information that she shares there, and she's kind of hot, too. Um, <laughs> what girl don't you think is hot? Do you not think she was hot? She's hot. Right. I, mean, <laughs> I said kind of. I didn't say like I. Yeah, she's a smoke show. I was like, she's kind of hot. It's just funny. Like we talk about Doja Cat and how satanic she is. And you're like, oh, dude, she's hot. Well, she is <laughs> for sure. Yes, and I'll stand behind it. 
Um, yeah, no, she's okay. She's like, you know, decent. But um, yeah, man, I, I just think it's interesting, like this uh, manifestation, right? That's what, mm-hmm. you know, atheists and stuff call prayers. It's it's just manifesting is praying, in my opinion. I don't have a problem with someone saying that. I think it's hacky to say I'm going to manifest this because there's some some of the worst people in the world use that word, right? Right. Um, and when I say worse, not like killers or anything, like just like these insufferable hippie type people manifest good energy. I hate that shit. It's like, no, just New Haven, Connecticut. (laughs) Maybe, um, (laughs) just uh, the whole idea of, of, you know, pushing that and, and just being positive all the time. It's not real. It's not reality. So, uh, some of the other things too, the Zodiac stuff to me, that's mostly fun. I know that some people get really into it. And then obviously you have like your people at the highest levels of society really, you know, basing things off of it. People have kids based off of that shit. That's when it gets weird. But I think when you're just checking your Zodiac thing, I don't see how that's a problem. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but, um, you know, I lean towards Christianity. I say it every chance I get. I don't have a I don't think that it's demonic. I don't think yoga is necessarily demonic. Um it actually can help people. Like if you have a fucked up back or something and you're doing yoga poses that are good for your back, or maybe you're constipated and you're doing, you know, poses for that, it can help you. So do Christians think that you're just supposed to sit there and suffer because you can't really use medicine either. That's not, you know, that's, that's evil when it comes down to it. Pharmacia, right. Sorcery. Um, Are you just supposed to sit there and suffer through it? Because that was God's plan. Because then if that was the case, why did all these things come about? And, you know, I hate to say it, but if this is all just God's plan, God's plan is not working for us. You know, um, I, I don't think it is God's plan. I think that I, I don't think that he wants people to suffer or it wants people to suffer. I don't think God's gendered necessarily. Um, but I, I don't think uh, that that he wants suffering. It's just kind of the way that the world is. And um, if you have something that you can do that doesn't hurt anyone else, but it helps you like in reality, I'm not talking drugs, drinking. I do kind of feel like drinking is a sin, um, but I obviously do it still. But yeah, man, just helping yourself, getting yourself in a better position. What's wrong with that stuff? So I don't get that, man. I don't know. I don't know where you stand on it. Uh, I'm, I, I, this, this is where I kind of piss a lot of people off in, in a certain sense because I'm not the best at articulating exactly how I see things because the way it comes out me, a lot of people take that. I don't believe in God, the creator. I, I, and I do, I do, but saying that this is all demonic worship, it's all demonic. Like you're saying, no, it's not because who gives that one book power to tell everything else that has been practiced for thousands of years before that book even came along I'm talking about and, the, bible. And that, that, the bible yeah and that practice of religion even came along is now all of a sudden demonic well, well yeah in their eyes it is because that's how they got rid of all the other ancient practices of you know you know your celtics your your druids your pagans 
you know, and even now today, they still have a, a stigma on them. Like if you say, yeah, I, I kind of lean more towards a pagan belief style. Oh, my God, you're you're a Satan worshiper. You, you worship the earth or you worship the sky or whatever. Well, if you break down your Bible, the 12 disciples are the Zodiac and there's much more to it. And, you know, when you, when you say amen or amen after each prayer or your quote unquote, what you would say to other people that are doing the same thing, uh, your spell casting. um, When you say that you're giving nod to Amen Ra back when the Egyptians and that religion worshiped the sun. That's that's where all this derives from. That's Christianity. In my eyes, I, I believe it, it can take people to a creator, whether it's Jesus. I, I'm not sure. I believe he was a, a living man. I just I'm not sure if what the Bible says that he did, he did, because if you took it literally, that was a lot of fucking magic being practiced by him. Now right, they're going right. to say, well, that came divinely from God. His father. Okay, great. Well, what if a pagan did the same exact thing and claimed it came divinely from his father, Odin? Isn't that not the same? Yeah, I mean, I think it takes a lot of mental gymnastics to really, you know, wholeheartedly go into that stuff. But I don't know. I I don't try to change anyone's beliefs or anything here, but it's just, you know, saying that everything is demonic. um, I've fallen into that trap because it's a. you know what it is, man, after I've been doing this for almost four years at this point, people are capitalizing off trends. I've done mm-hmm. that. If you if you know what you're doing when it comes to like marketing and doing a show, and I'm no marketing whiz here, but you're going to use terms and terminology as a whole just to fucking, you know, get people on board with your episodes. That's what the idea of clickbait shit is online. It's the most effective way to get clicks and to drive traffic through a website or to an article is by naming it something provocative, using the proper terms. I mean, people use songs on Instagram, catchy songs that are like popular right now to get traffic. I mean, this is what people do. So I think that that's kind of what she was doing there. Um, I agree with some of it, but not all of it. And and by all means, I'm not bashing any religion. I'm just trying to come at it from more of a logical, just kind of question everything. I mean, I mean, question everything, every religion, every every health practice, every thing that makes you feel better. Question it. Question its roots. At the end of the day, if it it makes you a better person and makes you feel better, then fucking practice it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I just hate that the moment you you go and kind of question or push back on the bible or or christianity as a whole or catholicism you you get so much backlash and and you you get it's it's almost like they view you as as hitler like like oh my god or 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 or, uh pontius pilate who who washed his hands and said i'm done you guys you you guys judge and they they said crucify jesus no i'm i'm not him i'm just questioning because some of it makes sense, but there's a lot of, like you said, mental gymnastics that you have to jump, do backflips while you're doing front flips, while you're trying to do a cartwheel at the same time to make it make sense. I can do that. And as far as being, looking at alcohol as being a sin, I don't because 
Jesus? Because I need it to not the- shake. <laughs> right. No, yeah. I need it to not shake. Uh, um, I'm getting the detox tremors. But no, Jesus himself turned water into wine. Um, they all drank wine or hyssop or a form of alcohol back then. Why? Why? Make you feel because, good. Well, not only that, clean drinking water was very hard to come by. It was. It was. And it was there. So a drink. Yeah, man. Okay, check this out. So we'll we'll go with this real quick, and then I got some other funner ones and interesting ones. I'm about to travel, I think, um, in December. So interested to see this uh, what this TSA has to say here. But we'll uh, stick with this really quick. This religious stuff. They always show the truth in plain sight. At the center of the center of the earth, and at the center of that, the Vrilia. Unfortunately, the place is crawling with Vril. And I'm not hugely fond of shape-shifting reptilian humanoids. This should be interesting. Did you catch that? Do you notice how they set up the angle for their meal to resemble the Last Supper? Was it to mock it or an innocent mistake? What do you think? TikTok, this is for entertainment purposes only. It certainly has been an interesting last few millennium. With this whole infiltrate the upper echelon of human society and manipulate them into destroying each other. Now, we might have just gone a little heavy on the political realm. Oh my god, a little sucky, you know. Who knew that social media was gonna work? That was brilliant. Everyone too wrapped up in cat videos and sending to procreate instead of think with their brains. Sure helped in my case during the elections. And you two crazy kids with your crusades. Nothing like little monotheism to throw people into centuries of battles kind of i wasn't sure if i was going to even air it but we've talked we opened up with the uh religious talk so why not yeah you, uh, you opened the worms so i know speak. no i i enjoy talking about it man i i like when uh, i can talk like some of my favorite people to talk to are those operation red pill guys because mm-hmm. they they get the doubt like they understand why people doubt they're all in right but they understand why people doubt it and and that's like the kind of people I like to talk to when they're like, they don't think that you're going straight to hell just because you have some doubts. You know what I mean? Maybe they do behind right. the scenes, but they don't, they don't say that. And they've never made me feel like I'm less than no. them because I don't believe exactly how they believe. So they never um, make you feel they are judging you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they're fun to talk to. And I learn a lot every time yeah. I talk with them. So uh, excited to do that next week. I think it is, but here is this TSA. Choices and rights. You have them. Use your God-given constitutional rights when you're traveling in airport. I was recently traveling, and when I do, I always use the words opt out. I do not want to go through full body scanners for multiple reasons. One, they're stealing your biometric data. Two, there is a radiation exposure depending on the scanner that you're using. And three, we don't really have long-term safety tests or science showing that these scanners are on the up and up. What alarmed me the most about going through the airports is how everybody just does whatever's put in front of them. 
and they don't question it or they don't go, nah, I don't really want to do that today. They just go right ahead and let their biometrics be stolen. Anytime I travel, I say opt out please and I go get the pat down. And what's interesting is so few are actually doing this now that uh, the last time we traveled, we had to wait 15 minutes for someone to come and actually do a pat down and the guy forgot how to do it for my partner. To wait a few minutes is not being inconvenienced. What's inconvenient is having all your data stolen and a surveillance state being pushed upon the people. Looks pretty innocent, right? Yeah, not so much. <laughs> all the attendants are, why? Why don't you want to? Well, I usually say I have health issues or I'll cite something like, oh, you know, there's major data breaches that happen all the time and I don't really trust your system, but thanks, I'll wait for the pat down. When you go through customs, these machines are presented to you now. We had a nice lady just saying, go to a machine, there's one over there, just go do it. And all the sheeple just walk up to go, okay, and let their pictures be taken. Meanwhile, you have a face here and you have your passport and that should be enough for security. But no, they want more. They want retinal scans, fingerprints, and they're taking your biometrics of your face, not just a photo to ensure that you're the correct person. All this information goes into a great database and we don't even know what they're doing with that information. Are they putting it through AI systems? Are they going to move it forward so that when the surveillance state happens and you've got your social credit system in place that they can continue to track and trace your every move, your every purchase and goodbye freedom. We have a chance now to stop this if we just keep saying no, just don't comply. Make it difficult for them to try to steal away our last remaining rights. So when you go through customs, just say, sorry, I'd like to see an agent, please. And if they give you a hard time, just continue to repeat yourself until they send you down the line and you go and see an agent, which will basically ask you, do you have tobacco, firearms, money over $10,000, the same banal questions that they always ask, and just get out of the airport. You don't need to do this say no. Now they're doing this thing where they take a picture of you before you get on the plane or they take a picture of you when you're leaving the country and they're trying to match the picture up to ensure that you're the right person. Well, if my passport isn't good enough, what the heck is going on here? This is not something you have to agree to. And in fact, when we were in the line and they were going to take a picture to get on the plane coming back from the United States to Canada, there was a woman right in front of us saying, why do I have to do this? I don't understand. And then the attendant was saying, well, we're just trying to match pictures from the one that you gave us, you know, when you first left the country to make sure it's really you. And she stood there for a second and then she just went ahead and complied. And I just said, oh, she was so close. All she had to do was say, no thanks, opting out. And they would have just taken her passport, scanned it like they normally do, and she would have gotten on the plane because that's exactly what we did right after her with no problems. In fact, the second attendant was like, why didn't they take their picture? What the hell's going on, right? Because that's how few people are saying no, which is alarming. And she, the other attendant whispered to her and said, oh, it's because they opted out. And she's like, oh, that's a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. These scanners are used constantly all day long. And if one of these jammed in any one of the diodes, that means you could get a way higher dose of radiation in that one shot and they wouldn't know and you wouldn't know and the 
studies have not shown safety long term. If you need a case to stand on, just say that. They cannot refuse you. But what's most important now is that we stop lining up and just doing all the things they put before us. Everybody just says, oh, we have to. Like, I go went, went to the doctor and they say, I have to get a surgery. I have to get a shot. I no, you don't. No, not at all. You don't. You can say no, unless you're a slave. Now, are you a slave or not? Then you ask that question. Do I have rights or not? Because if I have rights, I can opt out and I can say no. I can opt out. I love the Canadian accent. Yeah, man, she's dead <laughs> on, I think, with a lot of that stuff. I I have to agree because I, I never really thought about it because I haven't flown in 23 years, going on 24 years. Okay. So all these TSA checks that they it do. It ain't gay if it's TSA. They can do whatever That's they true. Want. I mean, if I'm getting patted down, I mean, you better give me a fucking tuggy with your feet. And I want hairy feet. I wonder if you can recommend a woman. I'm sure if you recommended a woman doing it, though, they'd get, like, the fattest, biggest-looking, like, dude chick. But it'd be kind of hilarious. Probably. I mean, nowadays, I I need a woman because I identify as a woman. Right. So you probably could get one. My thing is, though, after seeing that and my brain just starts kind of fucking thinking and doing its thing, these searches violate your fourth amendment because the fourth amendment unlawful uh, search and seizure yeah yeah so that's a search where's your warrant (laughs) yeah but but, or you know or they can seize if you have over a certain amount of money or whatever oh you have too much lotion in your fucking carry on, we have to take that because that lotion might, might what? Yeah, might lubricate my fucking skin because I I've never heard of a fucking lotion bomb. Like yeah, I don't get these, that. I've never got that. Yeah, they, they, all these fucking like like she's saying she's saying sheep. It's the herd fucking mentality. It, it doesn't matter if it's TSA or if it's okay. You can only go one way up this aisle in the store. Three years ago, right. And then come back down this aisle, but you have to have a mask on and stand six feet apart. But then you have to get a vaccine or a pokey poke, whatever you want to call it. But if I don't, I'm, 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 I'm evil. I might get you, but yet everybody that has had all these boosters and, and, and what have you are still getting the Rona and are more likely to get the Rona because they didn't let their bodies get natural immunity. And that's just, that's just in the past three years with, with herd mentality. You see yeah. herd mentality everywhere, whether it's, hey, look at the new trend here. Let's wear mom jeans. Let's do this. Let's try to bring mom jeans. It's, it's constant. It, 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 it's everywhere. Yeah. Um, there was a thing that Victoria sent me that was perfect with what you were saying there about uh, Robert Malone. This is him on X. Hmm formerly known as Twitter. Uh, This is just a quick read. Um, Basically, Robert Malone, uh, Dr. Malone, posted this. He said, I've heard that there's quite a bit of, in parentheses, unspoken buyer's remorse 
regarding the jab among the World Economic Forum elites these days, including Gates people. Unfortunately, the Karolinska, uh, assuming well, that's what that is, Karolinska Nobel Committee is clearly being, uh, oh, I'm sorry, clearly behind the curve and unaware of the coming wave. This is what happens when you let pharma shape your thinking. So he's saying here that there is a coming wave. I think that that's mm. kind of interesting because this is supposedly, you know, one of the non like this is one of the reliable voices uh, that, you know, the World Economic Forum allows to exist. Right. So he's kind of warning us of a, of an, a coming wave. I'm assuming it's going to be all vaccinated people that start it. Um, but, yeah, I think that that's very interesting for sure. You want to play that video? It wasn't. I didn't have anything to do with it. I don't think. Oh, it didn't. Okay. I don't think so. We can we can check it out though. Because yeah, this is because uh, it, it looks like it was like commented or replied on. Oh, okay. Same- so yeah, wow. Uh, Pascal Najidi, the son of World Economic Forum co-founder Hussein Najidi, is calling for the arrest of Bill Gates, World Health Organization leadership, the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, and Big Tech and Pfizer. So this guy's calling for arrest. Apparently, when we start this, you have. Geneva looks beautiful. It is beautiful. It has a lake. It has this shadow. It's very peaceful. But there is a dark side to it. Everything evil in the world related to demo side unfortunately comes from Geneva. You have WHO in Geneva. You have Gavi. Then you have the VEF. The World Economic Forum, which my father was a co-founder and left Klaus Schwab out of disgust in the early 80s, that has diplomatic immunity. I, as a Swiss citizen, right here now, declare that the WEF is not eligible anymore for diplomatic immunity. I call on the Swiss authorities and security to arrest those people immediately. Why the WEF? WHO, Gavi, Big Pharma, Big Tech, Bill Gates, all advocated a global humanity injection by a bioweapon injecting nanolipids into 5.7 billion people. And we Swiss are hosting them? That's terrible. We cannot tolerate any entity that promotes poison to be injected into humanity. But you've done it. I'm the victim, I'm dying from it. And my mother too. It's a demo side and you'll be judged. It will be corrected in the name of humanity. Maybe there is a Geneva Swiss syndrome, but definitely there is a, a UN syndrome. Because people are so afraid of what's going on because the United Nations is occupied that people in there don't understand. Those who understand keep quiet or try to speak in different ways to help people to wake up. So if you understand that, you know that this was very easy to carve a world government. If you don't have a force that stops that and says, we the people is more important 
And that's what we're doing now. We're trying to build a we, the people, movement that is very global, something completely different. But what is going on in Geneva is, is the opposite at the moment. There is no right to WHO to give any orders to dictate to the whole world like they have done. And the Global Alliance for Vaccine Immunization, Gavi, got total immunity from the Swiss government. You can find this, admin.lex in the Swiss database. Go and look. This is a coup d'etat, clearly. It's a global crime scene. And we are bringing little pieces of evidence to people with humility, because in science, you always have a doubt. It's a, it's a healthy doubt. And I think that is a very important attitude. I believe personally, Geneva has a better future. Swiss neutrality has to be restored. We have no future not being neutral. And the young people who survive through this will be the guarantors, hopefully, that such institutions can never again take foothold in our blessed country. Never again. The snakehead is in Geneva. I call it a direct, clear and present danger to the Swiss population. But I can tell you, it is being cut off. If you have a house of cards, and this is a house of cards of a criminal, one card pulled by justice and the whole card house collapses. But from hope alone it is not done. Everybody must now change the spirit. And all the vaccinated, the injected, knowing that they are poisoned. We are the masses. We are billions of people. Let's just stand up and say, stop. We will not comply. And in French, ni oubli, ni pardon. Because we are the guardians of humanity and our light obliterates the darkness of evil, always. Those who have been killed or injured by the COVID-19 vaccines injections, hashtag restore Swiss neutrality. It's a good message, man. I'm sure that that's actually why she sent me this. So thank you for seeing that video and asking to play it because, yeah, I thought it was mostly what uh, Malone was warning about there. But interesting, huh? What do you think? I agree. Um, Here's the funny thing. They, They choose Switzerland and Geneva, Switzerland, for the the who the wef the other organization why is that i did think it was kind of interesting i never heard that term wef before but he was calling it wef and then he was calling the who the who right didn't you think that was a little interesting right. yeah the wef so if if they're picking switzerland which if my memory serves me you get issued a gun in if you're a swiss civilian you're issued a firearm okay a rifle what people over here might call an assault rifle oh even though a rifle can't really assault without a human so it's a secure country all right so they can do whatever they want because there's no real mass shootings and you know crime is very low over there now I saw a meme over the weekend that said Switzerland has the highest population out of any country of guns, gun ownership of citizens. Okay. It's like 100%, right? And wouldn't it be 100%? Yeah. Yet they don't have any mass shootings. 
Do you know why? I mean, I would guess it's because there's no fucking false flags. Well, <laughs> you, you, you're on the right trail. It's because they don't have an FBI or a CIA. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The people that carry out the false so, flags. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I hope more people do stand up and, you know, these entities or institutions crumble because they're pieces of shit. They're, 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 they're disguised as, oh, it's the World Health Organization. We're here for everybody's health. No, it's your agenda. World Economic, no, it's your bank. Um, It's take your pick. It gets old. Um, Sorry. I don't give a fuck about you. Now, speaking of World Economic Forum, in a sense, did did you see anything? Because I did. I don't have any clips or anything on it, but I heard that a lot of uh, major banks um, over the weekend and or leading up to the weekend were collapsing, like Citibank. Uh, their deposits weren't going through and, and shit like that. Did you have any problems with your bank? No, I, I I didn't over here personally with my bank. Um, just- yeah, let me see. Bank issues over the weekend, super generic search, but CNN Bank of America warns of banking industry deposit delays. This was on November 3rd. Yeah. Um, customers grapple with deposit delays with big banks. See, that is interesting because I did have a check. I get paid monthly and I had a, a decent sized check um, where I, I, you know, did the online banking thing. Um, uh-huh. And I'll just be honest about it. I bank with JP Morgan, right? Um, because shit JP like this. Morgan? Yeah. Or JP Morgan Chase? JP Morgan Chase. Okay. Yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> Are you an investor? Are you a shareholder? Need to fucking brand yes. it right? Um, yes. Yeah. Well, they're a sponsor of the show. That's true. I forgot. They're a new sponsor. Um, that's why I bank with them. And so does Ghost. Um, right. But no, uh, shit like that doesn't happen there, man. Like, I have never had any complaints with these dudes. Back when I was, like, more broke, I'd with I'd uh, overdraft, and they'd just give me the shit back. You know what I mean? You just have to be nice. People go in there and act like assholes, and they're fucking like, you guys stole my money. It's like, well, no, really, you broke the rules that you kind of opted into. So go in there and just be honest, be like, dude, I'm broke. I'm sorry that I wasn't responsible. I promise this won't happen for at least two more months. Please give me my money back. Right. So, and like anytime I've had any kind of like, you know, weird transactions or or even, you know, like I'll forget to cancel a subscription or something. I'll Mm -hmm. go and tell them. And uh, they, they right away, give it back. Like they know damn well, like this dude just forgot to cancel his subscription. But I will say, like, no, this was taken out without my permission. And they're always, like, kind of there on your behalf, that bank is. Right. Um, now, yes, they do some horrible things, and they they fund wars. But so do a lot of other banks' credit unions. I don't think that they're all that they're cracked up to be, honestly. Because, yeah, that's when you get your 48-hour check clearing or, you know, with me, how I gamble and stuff online. My deposits go through instantly, right? Now, if that's my mm-hmm. choice, I do that. I know not everyone does that. But, it, I mean, it works for me. Um, I had zero problems. And my cat, my check actually cleared quicker than normal. Usually, it does take 24 hours. This one, for whatever reason, took like 12. So, 
um, yeah, man, I had zero issues this weekend, but it is interesting that it sounds like uh, I'm not seeing, I'm seeing Bank of America. It says Chase here and Wells Fargo, yeah. uh, but I didn't see any of that. I only saw clips on TikTok and the clips that I saw just seemed real fear porny to me okay. because I was like, all right, my bank's local here um, to this area for well over 100 years. Now, they're on the up and up. Like if uh, like the very first time I cash apped you uh, the money or whatever it was for soap or whatever to, to pitch in half, um, I get a text automatically. Is this you? Is this you? You know? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Now, if I hit no, well, then they shut my whole shit down. You know what I mean? So they're on the up and up, even though they're a, a, a local bank here. But it, like I said, it just seemed very fear porny. Like, oh, kind of like the whole World War Three thing. You know, oh, my God, it's World War Three. Oh, my God, the banks are collapsing. Oh, the financial institution. It's all over. Pull your money out. My God. And nothing happened. Yeah, man, so, I think, uh, like, what is there to gain with a World War Three situation? There's nothing, right? With nukes, there's nothing, nothing with, even for the elites. So I think that, I really do think that that's all that this has been from the jump, is just fear porn. They're going to do these things, like, how long have Palestine and Israel been fighting since Israel's inception, and even before that, right? Um, right. They're just trying to do these, like, things that trigger our emotions. This Ukrainian shit, I'm so sick of it. But, you know, they are laundering money crazy through uh, through these things. So that might be one. I want to play one kind of quick fun one, and then I'll pass it to you, and you can do uh, some of yours. And then I just have at least one kind of just random clip that's fun for later. But check this out, dude. I think you'll enjoy this one a lot. Is this Justin Timberlake? Just trying to make a camera that can see ghosts. You'll need the following. Sony Cybershot DSC F717 digital camera. Save icon. Neodymium magnet. Okay, I'll drop the max headroom thing. Uh, so how does it work? Essentially, sticking a magnet right here on this particular camera sensitizes it to infrared light. And then, because floppy disks are transparent to infrared light, but opaque to visible light, you can force the camera to show you what it's seeing in a spectrum of light outside the range of human vision. Now, unsurprisingly, this can have some pretty unusual effects. So right here, this is what it would look like to you or me. However, this is what the ghost camera sees. You can tell it's infrared because this Diet Coke is clear and my glasses are black. This is more or less the same mechanism of action as the first-gen Vietnam-era night vision goggles, which were quickly withdrawn due to, you know, countless complaints about seeing demons. And, at least in functional terms, to the nearly impossible to purchase uh, IR sensitizing dicyanin dye used in aura glasses, uh, which is highly restricted by the U.S. government on account of its supposed toxicity. Here's how to make a camera that can see ghosts. Isn't that cool? That is very cool. It'd be dope because I remember when Matt played that on uh, his uh, Monday Night Master Debaters there, a lot of people were tripping out about that story of those Vietnam. And my first thing was like, dude, half these dudes are on fucking acid, right? Like literally maybe even more than half of them. But right. they did recall those goggles. So um, apparently that that's a way to recreate it. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's a really visual one for people that were just listening. But yeah, I mean, this dude's wearing yellow tinted glasses, which are black with the effect and then um you know dark you know very low opaque uh coca-cola 
is clear and and with this effect so it's kind of cool but uh i'll give it off to you we can see i have more but you know there's always the bonus episode let's see what i got um actually i want to start let me let me find it first because we uh we touched on uh the, the whole palestine thing right let me get into my favorites or no shit how do i settings maybe uh, okay uh saved try this Dude, i would have played more clips if i knew this was gonna happen well shit i wasn't sure do you want okay. me to sing a song sing a song sound like you're saying ooh baby ooh baby ooh uh no i i <laughs> oh I I was found... like, what is that <laughs> stevie little stevie nicks yeah all right I, I i found it so let me get back over here i'll share my screen this just kind of shout out to whiskey beer and conspiracies in big country shout out. the jewish encyclopedias tell us that in the 8th century a.d Jewish missionaries ventured north of Babylon to the land of the Khazars between the Caspian and the Black Seas. Khazaria was a vast grassland on what is now the plains of southern Russia, inhabited by a race of merchants, artisans, and warriors of Hunnish Turkish stock. About 740 AD, <laughs> the Khazars converted <laughs> to Judaism and made it the state religion. Incredibly, within a few centuries, the people of Khazaria convinced themselves that they were not Gentiles after all, but the physical descendants of Abraham. Thus, by the 10th century A.D., a nation of proselyte Jews thrived in what is now central Russia. During the Middle Ages, the fierce Mongols from the east and Russians Mongarian. from the Khazars west out of their ancient homeland. Most- who wrote the Quran? And was it a lightning star that gave birth to the earth and then dinosaurs were born? Who made up words? Who made up numbers? And what kind of spell is mankind under? Everything on the planet we preserve and candy. Microwave it. In their oh article, kind of went off the rails there at the end. Jewish encyclopedias tell us that in the 8th century AD, Jewish. <laughs> a little bit, but uh, it, it said uh, the, the Jewish. Uh, originated in russia so interesting i I can dig it i can dig it yeah because i'm getting sick and tired of uh everybody with this whole israel palestine thing it's like come on like seriously like look into your history like please please That, that that that's all i'm asking yeah, my thing is uh, just you know when two when two two assholes are fighting, you don't have to pick a side. You know, no. you can you can be like Switzerland to do a callback and just be neutral. Pretend that you're neutral while you're secretly supporting another side. You don't have to be vocal about everything that you like and don't like. Are you sure? 
I mean, with social media, maybe you do, but I don't, I really don't think that you do. And I don't think that you should. I don't think anyone should really like, no, like not everyone should have an opinion, to be honest. Right. Like there's, there's a good amount of people out there that should keep all of their thoughts to themselves. And I'm not sitting here saying like, I, I'm not one of those people. I'm sure that there's people that think that I should keep my thoughts to myself too, but there's factually some people that really don't know anything about anything. And they're going out there and talking about everything. So, yeah, man, uh, some people can just keep those thoughts to themselves. Yes, uh, I can agree with you because I probably sometimes should keep my thoughts to myself and don't uh, and get myself into (laughs) some funny situations. Now, I'm going to keep this on the religious end for a second, and then we're going to jump over to. Something that I think we'll both find exciting. Watch this video with me because unicorns were mentioned nine times in the Bible. Let's play it. This is a depiction of unicorn. This animal is mythical. It's fictional. It's make-believe. It's not real. There's none of these alive today and no scientist has ever found a fossil of one. And yet unicorns are mentioned in the Bible nine times in the books of Numbers, Deuteronomy, Job, Psalms, and Isaiah. So because of this, yeah. people like to scoff at the Bible and say things like this. So now if you believe in God, you believe in unicorns, which is fantastic. If we're going to use the Bible for science, we've got some tough things to explain. What are you going, what are you going to do about uh, unicorns? Or mentioned eight things in the Bible. I want to tell you what, we have never found a fossil of a unicorn. So, hey, where are the unicorns that are referred to in the Bible? Where, where are those, either in the fossil record or today? I'd like to see one of those. Another one of those interesting tests that continues to get failed. Well, if you get an old 1828 Noah Webster's Dictionary, which is the very first edition dictionary that Webster came out with about 200 years ago, and if you look up the word unicorn, it says that unicorn is an animal with one horn, the monoceros. This name is often applied to the rhinoceros. Notice how this definition says absolutely nothing about a horse. It says nothing about a horse-like animal or a mythical animal or a fictitious creature. It says absolutely nothing about Greek mythology whatsoever, but rather it says that this is a name that is often applied to the rhinoceros. Uh-huh. What? The rhinoceros? You mean this is a unicorn? <laughs> That's awesome. How could this be a unicorn? Oh, it gets better. Well, if you look up the word rhinoceros in the same dictionary, it says that rhinoceros is a genus of quadrupeds of two species, one of which, the unicorn, has a single horn growing almost erect from the nose. This animal, when full-grown, is said to be 12 feet in length. There's another species with two horns, the bicornis. They're natives of Asia and of Africa. According to Noah Webster, back in the early 1800s, it was understood that there were two species of the rhinoceros. The one-horned species was called unicorn, and then the two-horned species was called bicornis. So basically, you get a 200-year-old Noah Webster's Dictionary, and look up the word unicorn, it says rhinoceros, and look up the word rhinoceros, and it says unicorn. That was just 200 years ago. The old King James was translated 400 years ago, in 1611. So if the definition of the word unicorn has changed in just the past 200 years from rhinoceros to horse, then it doesn't make much sense to take a modern definition of the word unicorn and apply it to a 400-year-old translation of the Bible. That's illogical. As a matter of fact, even today, the scientific name of the Asian one-horned rhinoceros is Rhinoceros unicornis, and Deuceros bicornis is the scientific name of a two-horned rhinoceros. Well, where do you think those scientific names came from? Hmm... 
I wonder. Well, they came from the Latin. Unicornus and bicornus are Latin words. Well, that's interesting, because in Psalm 92, verse 10, the psalmist is praying and says, But my horn shalt thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. If you look up this verse in the Latin Bible, the word that's being used here is the word unicornus. Unicornus is the same Latin word that's being used in the scientific name of the Asian one-horned rhinoceros. In Job 39, verse 9, God is speaking to Job and says, Will the unicorn be willing to serve thee or abide by thy crib? If you look up this verse in the Latin Bible, the word that's being used here is the word rhinoceros. Rhinoceros is the Latin word that's being used in this scripture verse. Interesting. Rhinoceros, unicornus. Rhinoceros, unicornus. As a matter of fact, in these nine scripture verses, there's actually five different Latin words that are being used. Rhinoceros, rhinocerotis, rhinocerota, unicornium, and unicornus. These five Latin words are what's being used when the old King James version of the Bible says unicorn. Watch the That's really cool, man. Yeah, I love uh rhinoceroses are my favorite like actual animal that's out there. I've got one tattooed on me. My nickname when I was racing was Rhino. So yeah, dude, I love rhinos. That's fucking dope. That's really cool. Yeah. Cause it it kind of explains a lot. You know, you know what I mean? Like, all right, where'd this fictitious horse come with with a fucking horn? It, 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 it never existed, but unicorns actually did. They were just rhinoceroses. Yeah, I do believe that that King James version has got to be like the most corrupt. That's why I don't put much stock into yeah. the Bible because that's the version that everyone uses, you know, and, and know. It, clearly it's been changed. It's been changed how many times? We have no idea, but it's been changed. Shit. Oh, yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, it's just interesting, man. That that, but yeah, that's a great clip. I uh, I really enjoy that actually. That theory, just like uh, calling a rhinoceros a unicorn, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, let's get into this real quick. I think you'll you'll dig this. You might have already heard about this. I don't know, but I stumbled upon it, and I I just thought it was kind of cool. On Meltwater's property in the Manastash Ridge west of Ellensburg, Washington, there's a hole in the ground that looks like a well, but it's not a well. Like the owners of the property before him, Mel used the hole as a trash dump. His neighbors used it too. Garbage, broken appliances, old tires, everything went into the hole. After a while, Mel started to wonder, why doesn't it fill up? And then he started to notice other strange things about the hole. His dogs wouldn't go near it. It caused his radio to pick up strange signals, and it didn't seem to have a bottom. Mel's curiosity became an obsession. Well, let's see if we can get to the bottom of Mel's hole. Mel's hole is a round pit, nine feet, nine inches in diameter. There's a stone retaining wall built around it that goes down about 15 feet. After that, the hole extends down into darkness. Well, not only did Mel Waters and his wife dump everything in the hole, but so did his neighbors. And this has been going on for a long time, for years before Mel even moved in. Mel's neighbors said they couldn't remember a time when the hole wasn't there. So why can't you hear objects hitting the bottom? Why can't you hear your own echo? Mel set out to determine exactly how far down this hole goes. An avid fisherman, Mel had spools of fishing line on hand. So he attached a one-pound weight to the line and sent it down the hole. It went 4,500 feet, the full length of the reel, and didn't hit bottom. He reeled the line up, attached a roll of lifesavers, and sent it all the way down again. Mel wanted to see if there was water at the bottom. And if there was, the lifesavers would come up dissolved. But they came up dry. And Mel had more spools of fishing line, each one 5,000 feet. He attached another spool, now down almost 10,000 feet, 
and still no bottom. Spool after spool of fishing line went down the hole. He could not reach the bottom. By the time Mel ran out of line, he was 80,000 feet down, over 15 miles, and still no bottom. While experimenting, Mel noticed that his dogs wouldn't come anywhere near the hole. Even when forced, the dogs would dig their feet in. There were no animals of any kind near the hole. No wildlife, no insects. Birds even flew around it. And since the hole was known to his neighbors, Mel asked around if anyone noticed their dogs feeling uneasy by the hole. And they all said yes. Then one of his neighbors said, Speaking of dogs, not too long ago his dog died, so he threw its body into the hole. A few days later, that dog came back. And it just stops there? No, and it's a three-part. Three oh, okay. part. All right. After Mel's neighbor threw his dead dog into the hole. Why? Just why? I don't know. You can't bury it. I really, I, I really don't know. Sometimes humans are very disappointing. They <laughs> certainly can be. Anyway, a couple of days after disposing of his dog's body down the hole, he saw it running through a wooded area near the property. Now, he knew it was his dog because it was wearing the same collar. But for some reason, the dog didn't come when he called. And the dog acted like he didn't know his owner at all. Ooh, maybe it's a version of his dog from another dimension. Well, that's definitely a theory. And as the weird stories piled up and the fishing line kept going down, Mel was at a loss. He was... Out of his depth. <laughs> right. Mel needed help figuring out exactly what this hole was. And in 1997, there's only one place to discuss the strange and mysterious and be taken seriously. Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell. From the high desert and the great American Southwest. Good evening and or good morning wherever you may be across this great land of ours. Coast to Coast was on hundreds of stations around the world and had 10 million listeners. If anyone could help Mel, it was Art Bell and his audience. Mel sent Art a message on February 21st, 1997. Art called him and Mel's hole became known to the world. Over the course of several shows, Mel Waters would reveal more and more details about the mysterious hole. The good news is Mel was getting really good advice from people all around the world, like use a laser to measure or use radar to check the distance. The bad news is now millions of people knew about this hole. And from clues given by Mel on the radio, you can get a pretty good idea of where it was. The day after the first broadcast, Mel was returning to his property, but the entrance was blocked. The government. Yep. The U.S. military was now aware of the hole. And they wanted it, all to themselves. After Mel's neighbor yeah, threw his dead dog into the hole. Why? Just why? Yeah, I like how he waited. It's probably smart to wait till the second clip to share that fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here's the final one. Okay. Uh, after, after the show, on Friday night, it went out there and... Uh, and uh, Noticed uh, there were some some helicopter activity around the property. There was further helicopter activity the next day, uh, and so I figured that uh, clearly uh, somebody out there listened to your program. What? Mel said that the hole could affect things in the environment around it. Animals avoided it, but plants seemed to grow extremely well. Radios acted weird. If Mel brought a radio near the hole, the signal would get very staticky and then start picking up broadcasts from somewhere else. One day, his radio started picking up what he describes as old-time music. So he goes to change the channel and tunes into a baseball game. I'm the St. Louis first baseman. 
went on second, two outs. This is fine until he learns the game was played in 1967, 30 years ago. Art's first call with Mel goes on for about an hour, and then they wrap up. Mel was staying in Ellensburg for a couple of days and had made the call from there. When Mel Waters returned from town, the access road to his property was blocked by armed military personnel. And there was evidence that heavy machinery had been brought in. Mel was told there was a plane crash on the property. But there was no report of a crash, no fire, no smoke. Still, Mel was told he couldn't access the property until the crash was completely investigated. When Mel asked to speak to the person in charge, a man in civilian clothes told him that the land was not necessarily his anymore. And it would be very easy to find a drug lab on the property if he didn't leave. Mel threatened to go to the press. The man in charge... Man in black. The man in black told him, go ahead and talk. Nobody would believe it. But Art Bell and his audience would believe it. And a few days later, Art called Mel for an update. Mel said that a neighbor saw a dark beam coming out of the hole and up through the clouds, darker than anything he'd ever seen. Now, Mel admitted he didn't see this himself. Damn. That's all I got on that. But uh, rest in peace, the great Art Bell, because none of us would be here doing any of our conspiracy type podcasts without his him paving the way. Yeah. Yeah, man, for sure. Yeah. Interesting show, too. Even though it was, I think, pretty much provably a uh, CIA radio station. Right. You know, the guys that founded that. Yeah. Yeah. He was a he was a controlled opposition type figure. There's a great uh, like long article. And I know it's exhausting, like hearing everyone's controlled opposition, but they are. So, yeah, there's a great article on this uh, ISGP site that I always use where the dudes that that founded that radio station and something else that had to do with it were like military industrial complex, like massive donors and like just. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have any heroes, man. Man, never meet your heroes. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, that's gotta, really I, interesting, man. It is. It. I, I heard that somewhere before. I don't I don't remember the whole story, but I came across it again. And I was like, eh, I, I just want to play it. Now, I'm going to play my favorite guy. Okay. Take a look at how Democrat Senator John Fetterman reacted when one of his voters had a question in public. Yeah, my son, I voted for him. I'm sorry, this is a democracy. Yeah, yeah, but kind of, sort of. Why? 10,000 people in Gaza have been killed. Children. The Pope's calling for a ceasefire. The UN is called for him. I'm just asking you. You're a good guy. I voted for him. I know you're a nice guy. This is a Now, I, I just want to point out. Yeah, the hands. The hands. This is not the real John Fetterman because of anybody that doesn't really ever get deep into conspiracy theories. My wife sent me a picture and it said, who's the real John Fetterman? And it was all the different ones that we've seen. And she's like, what's going on? I was like, I, I've been screaming this from the get-go since he disappeared like that dude died that dude died crazy can i give you a call 
Oh. We got to push you out the building because you uh, you questioned him. He assaulted him. He just assaulted him. He just assaulted him. He was just talking to him. He pushed him out. Now, the video has already started to go viral all over social media. Many saying that Fetterman could have answered his question. Rattled off a few reasons why he doesn't want to call for a ceasefire. Told the gentleman who was very respectful, who actually said he voted for Fetterman, to call him or email him, giving him a card. But instead, he chose to give a head nod to his personal thug to put hands on this citizen to have him removed. Let me know what you think about the situation in the comments. And if you enjoyed the video, be sure to follow. Take a Jeez. Piece of fucking shit. Yeah, he's um, a pretty awful dude. He is. I wanna I wanna play this. Cause this is this is the state that our kids have to go to in school these days. Um now obviously as a a boy when you're growing up and going through high school. Now I didn't have the privilege of having hot teachers, but you know, Hot for Teacher was a great song. And these kids nowadays, you know, have very attractive women teaching them. This has nothing to do with attractive women. This is a sick individual. Okay. News from Cumberland County, a school custodian is behind bars right now facing some pretty vile accusations. Police say the employee documented himself violating children's food and the surroundings. Action News reporter Catherine Scott live in Upper Deerfield Township with the details, well, at least the ones that we can share on television, Catherine. Yeah, these are really disturbing allegations, guys, and uh, parents here are so upset at the Elizabeth F. Moore School here in Cumberland County. Uh, We've been speaking to parents this morning. They're frustrated. They say it's been days and they've barely heard any specifics from the school district. Authorities are working to determine exactly when these incidents occurred. The Cumberland County Prosecutor's Office today announced that on Tuesday, 25-year-old Giovanni Ampelizari of Vineland was arrested. The custodian... An Italian... Yeah, but tell me he's not wearing my fucking makeup, eyeliner and shit. Oh, yeah, he's, uh, I mean, you know, the, the transgender community is full of sick people. Yeah. You know, not to hate on them or anything. They're just mentally ill people, man. That's what this dude is. At Elizabeth F. Moore School in Upper Deerfield Township, the school district uh, with the school district charged with multiple counts, including aggravated assault, tampering with food products, endangering the welfare of a child. On Monday, investigators say state police was contacted by school authorities who'd received multiple anonymous tips about posts on a social media platform. They were screenshots and videos of Impalazari and a number of disturbing acts, according to investigators. Among them, authorities say he was performing sexual acts with inanimate objects at the school and tampering with food and utensils in the school cafeteria with bleach and bodily fluids, food that was intended for students and staff. And Palazari has been employed with the district since 2019. Parents here have been very frustrated. They say the messages they received from the school district were vague. They're concerned about the health and the safety of the kids. Mm. It makes him happy to do things like this, spraying thing, spraying bleach on cucumbers, apparently, and saying that, the more kids that he hurts, the better. That's scary for us. He's been here for two years. What happens if our kids are 
contaminated with that for two years and we don't know our kids are supposed to be safe here i feel like i I, i'm feeling as a parent because i can't protect my kid in school According to the prosecutor's office, the school district is working with the Department of Health to ensure food prep, utensils and surfaces have been properly sanitized, and any food products in question have been discarded. We're also collecting specimens to determine any potential for infectious disease transmission. Some of the parents, I think, they wish they'd close the school while this investigation is ongoing. We're looking at Upper Deerfield Township, Catherine Scott, Channel 6, Action News. Alicia? Yeah, kids are homeschooled after that. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, before we move on, what did the attractive teachers have to do with that? I'm curious. Nothing. Nothing okay. at all. I was I was trying to tease with a tease, <laughs> with a tease so people be like, you know, kind of like, oh, my God, I can't wait to hear what. And That's it's funny. A, it was a tease like, uh, so I know that there's cat people out there, but I like dogs. Let's check out this clip. And then it has nothing yeah. to do with it. So now, funny, did you hear? Man. Did you hear about this this shit over? The, you know what? I'm not even going to play it because it was reported on several different news stations. However, I think it's fear porn. Okay, so I'm going to play that under the guise of it's fear porn, and people are just trying to grasp at straws because of what's going on with Israel and. Palestine and Ukraine and Russia. We're here at the Susquehanna Regional Police Department because these officers are working with the ATF and state police to try to find these explosives. Gregory General Contracting Company reported the thefts of 640 pounds of dynamite and 400 blasting caps. The ATF says they were stolen from a truck parked at a pipeline worksite off River Road. It says workers left the explosive locked in a truck Friday, but then noticed the trailer door was open and those locks were missing on Monday. If you have any information that could help investigators and could earn you that $10,000 reward, call 1-888-ATF-BOMB. That number also 1-888-283-2662. Stealing or even possessing stolen explosives is a federal crime that could come with up to 10 years in prison in Lancaster County. So yeah, that that was here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I so thought that, I had that a, penalty is ten years. Child abuse is much less than that. Yeah, I mean, there's people that kill kids and they go to go to prison for like two years. Yeah, absolutely. Wild. Mm-hmm. Wild. Yeah, man. Good clips. Right. I mean, you went from fun and exciting to like depressing. Well, you know that's. That's me. I mean, that's the news, too. <laughs> that is the news. Um, I. Did you ever hear that knickknack paddywhack give a dog a bone? This, this old man came rolling home, right? Do you, do you know the origins of that? No. Knickknack paddywhack give the dog a bone. This old man is rolling home. Yeah. <laughs> Rough time for the Irish in the 1800s, huh? <laughs> what? Sorf? No, not a sorf at all, actually. Do you know what you're singing about? <laughs> are we doing this again? We are. It's just a ditty. It's just a feel good. <laughs> like, 
kind of song. The song was first published in 1906, but it could date back to the Irish potato famine. See, a lot of English people settled in Ireland in the 16th century, and the Irish did not like it. Yeah, that makes sense. And when the English got there, of course, they had most of the best land and rented to the Irish. Renting your own land. That sounds about right, historically. And the staple crop of the Irish was the potato. But when the potato crop failed in 1845, it led to a drop in the Irish population. Do you know how much? I don't know, 5%? Try 25%. Whoa. And the English landowners did nothing to help, so... Animosity crew. Yeah. As a result, a lot of Irishmen became tinkers, selling things like pots, pans, other knick-knacks, door-to-door. Knick-knack, paddywhack. And that English term for Irishman... I don't know. You do. Paddy. And when the English didn't want what the Irish were selling, they'd give them a little whack on the bum. Send them on their way. This this is just really... I'm not done. Okay. All this suffering. Yet if the English would see a dog on the street, they'd give it a bone. <laughs> and traditionally, Irish tinkers would live in a caravan on wheels pulled by a horse. Hence, rolling home. I just, I don't know why you're smiling. I'm not. It's just my face. We're Irish, right? Yeah. And English. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> it is. Uh, you know, it, and, you know, knick-knack paddywhack, that's where the, uh, pretty sure we're uh, the pikeys. The pikeys. You never trust a pikey. They're gypsies nowadays. Yeah, I mean, gypsies are kind of rough. Don't curse me, yeah. gypsies. But, uh, yeah, there's some strange people that are gypsies, man. Not, I'm sure all, uh, not all of them are bad, but like the Tyson, uh, like the Furies, they're, I think they're gypsies. They're travelers. Oh, yeah. That fight was fucking stolen from. Well, uh, yeah, they're, they're a little society. You know what I mean? Um, Tyson lost his last fight. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, but yeah, you know, you hear, you hear some interesting stories about the gypsies. Um, I've got, uh, this was the thing that I was talking about. This is a really good article. If anyone's interested, it's on ISGP, um, cult of national security trolls, art bell and coast to coast AM analyzed. It is, I mean, you can see over here how big this article is. It is massive. There's a wow. ton of information in here, um, connecting all these people, the people that started the network that he was with, they're all CIA operatives um, and agents. And I mostly Rome. Huh? I Well, in your scrolling, I, I picked out Club of Rome. Yeah. Yeah. And like a lot of his, his guests that were like recurring guests were actors and uh, spooks and stuff. But um, it talks about some of the people and just all of the different you know, connections. It's, it's wild, man. I was reading through it. I, I think I did a Patreon episode on it. Um, I might've done a full episode on it, but yeah, man, it's, it's very, very provocative, interesting information. But I mean, you can see right here, I just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. It's, um, it's a read, but yeah, it's yeah. interesting information. That fucking sucks because so many people 
loved and cherished Art Bell. You can for, still like it. Uh, yeah. You yeah, you can, but entertainment. Yeah. I guess. Those if look we like start some putting our value into these guys' words, that's when it's a problem. But be entertained by it. Be entertained by Alex Jones, you know? Um, I just wanted to end this with some really fun striking. This dude is a is Ale- this is not Alex Perea, it is um Michelle Perea, this dude in the yellow. He's a uh, capoeira style fighter. Some of the funnest, most entertaining striking that you'll ever see in the UFC. And this was not what happened this weekend. But yeah, no, I I, uh, I actually came across this myself and thought about saving it, but you did because I was just like, "Ooh, I like his style." Guy's nuts, man! It's really fun. If it'll play for us here. <laughs> like it's everything straight out of a fucking video game. Yeah. It's just like doing monkey Those rolling thunders are perfect, too. <laughs> He's chasing the dude around. After all that shit of flying knee, that was like perfect. Yeah. No, it's yeah, good shit. Because... Yeah, it. <laughs> it's like everything that you wish you could be a a video game like a uh, Street Fighter, Tekken, whatever. Yeah. You know, doing those crazy moves and, and he's pulling them off and connecting and getting his, you know, his shit through. Um, his last fight, he won by knockout just a couple months ago, too. He's he's good, man. He's pretty young, too. You look at him, you think he's older, but he's like, I think, 29. So the, the guy could uh, rise through the ranks pretty quick. But I think he's ranked in the welterweight division. I believe I'm going to uh, we're going to end on funny shit, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I do want to get out of here pretty quick, but yeah, let's play uh, some funny stuff. How do blind people know when to stop wiping? Uh, just hear me out, just hear me out. I'm taking a shit today, and I'll wipe, and then as I'm wiping, cleaning my butthole, I'm thinking like, wow, we are such an advanced, intelligent species, but we collectively wipe and stare at our own poop every day until we decide that it's cleanly enough to continue our regular schedule, you know what I'm saying? And then it dawned on me how important vision is. So those that lack vision... When do you know when to stop? You get what I'm saying? I've been dwelling upon this thought the entire day because they told us so much about the fucking accolades of Helen Keller and all this bullshit. They didn't say nothing about her fucking swamp ass. How do blind people know when to stop wiping, dog? Is it like a smell <laughs> test? Is it like a, ain't no fucking way I'm done yet. Like, how do they know? <laughs> Somebody answer me the simple question of how do blind people know when to stop wiping their ass after they take a shit, okay? How- that's good. Can you answer that? I would assume that they have someone help them. You know, most blind people, uh, <laughs> you know, they have an assistant or something, right? Someone helping them. But uh, I wouldn't, like, if I was blind, and I would rather be deaf than blind, I think, um, by a lot. I'd rather be able to see than just yeah. hear. Because then I, then you don't have to listen to people. Like, my puppy, he's blind, or he's deaf, 
and his life seems great, you know, but if you're, right. if you're blind, it's I, that's sad, man. But I think, uh, I think I would want to wipe my own ass. I mean, maybe you touch it. You touch the toilet paper. I don't know. Cause yeah, sometimes there will be a side where it's like, you're just missing a little bit of it, you know? So I yeah. don't know, man. And, and it's weird because women, women can get their buttholes. They they can go in and poop, and their buttholes are like perfectly clean. It they could be in there for like thirty minutes, and they come out, spritz a little, what have you, turn on the fan. They come out, open the door, and it doesn't smell like shit. Yeah, like I don't get that. Yeah, so like. I don't know, but like, if you're blind, how do how do you fucking know? Like, I don't know. If you're blind from birth, how do you know texture? Well, that's the, that's funny that you bring up the shit thing too, because like I uh, I'm real, uh, you know, I talk about my shit when I'm doing it, and apparently, right. evidently, it makes Kim really mad. But uh, I came out of the bathroom like the other morning, and. I was just like, I nuked it in there. Like I just said that. Yeah. And I, that must've been the straw that broke the camel's back. Cause she was like, she, I mean, she was mad about it, dude. She just kept being like, why do you feel like you always need to tell me what's going on in there and all this shit? She's like, are you retarded? Because that's something that a retarded person would do is obsess over their shit. Like, kind of, like she's going crazy. And she's like, next time I have my period, I'm going to tell you about the texture of the clumpy blood that's coagulating coming out <laughs> all this stuff and i'm like all right i get it i won't mention it anymore but uh yeah man i i uh i i tend to think that yeah women do take cleaner shits for some reason too yeah it, it's very weird it's very odd i don't get it but uh let's let's get into this why don't you go fuck yourself dickhead you are a cunt big fat stinky cunt um, I'll say the TSA because I'm sure that that wasn't one that you were going to say TSA. No. We talked about them earlier and, you know, it seems like they uh, know what they're doing. You know, they, they know that they're kind of uh, taking this biometric data and they're willing to, uh, you know, aid the whole machine there by doing this stuff. So yeah, fuck TSA. Yeah. And I'm going with John Fetterman again, because <laughs> will the, will the real John Fetterman please stand up? Please stand up. He's probably dead. Please. Yeah, he's dead. So, piece of shit. Fuck him. Every every government official, fuck him. I think that's a fair fair statement to make there. And yeah, uh man, you guys really did elect one of the one of uh, Pennsylvania's finest, huh? Oh my god. It's like everybody looks at Pennsylvania like they're fucking retarded. And we fucking elected a fucking retard. I don't like, think a lot of people think that you guys are retarded. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, the sports uh, fans are kind of yeah. wild. <laughs> maybe I. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> yeah, maybe living there, you get a better perspective on it. But yeah, I don't know, man. Best of luck to you living out there. But uh, yeah, I like Arizona. It's on my hat. I got pride in Arizona. Slimezona. Yeah, Arizona. Slimezona. Arizona. There, there you go. Something. But yeah, man, fun episode. Absolutely. So uh, if you like this and y- you you want more, um, well, I guess figure out how to wipe your butthole without blind, looking. without yeah. looking. 
And we will see you next Tuesday.